What's up, everybody? It's Miles Turner, the Indiana Pacers. You're listening to the Pacers Podcast. Be sure to follow at Pacers on Twitter. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pacers Podcast, the only Australian NBA podcast with a bias towards the Indiana Pacers. And we received some news today uh, down the wire from a Celtics beat writer for The Athletic, I think, that uh, didn't shock any of the three of us. Uh, Alex, Victor Oladipo apparently wants out. Are you shocked? <laughs> yeah, it, it seems like most of Pacers Twitter feels as this. Uh, I mean, maybe not even Pacers Twitter. NBA Twitter in general today has been shocked by this news. But us three, we've been talking about this, I feel like, for, for what? Two or three, yeah, months. three months now. So, yeah, this is not breaking news for, for anyone that listens to us or I feel like any diehard Pacers fan. This has been the worst kept secret maybe of 2020. So, I mean, does it surprise me? No. Uh, should we be concerned? Um, maybe because it, it's becoming a trend, isn't it? Stars become, people becoming all stars in Indiana, then wanting out. So maybe there's something there, but yeah, it, it's not good. Justin, are you concerned? Uh, I did think about that briefly today, um, about, you know, with Paul George and then, then Oladipo. For me, it just, um, reinstates the fact that Reggie Miller should have a statue outside Bankers Life Fieldhouse Thanks. because he, he's the, uh, the, the superstar that Indiana needed. Stayed his whole career in Indiana for 18 years when he had higher offers to join Lakers and Boston and whatnot. But, um, yeah, with the Oladipo news, obviously we've been mentioning it on the show for months and months and months. We, we've seen it. Um, the final nail in the coffin for me was hearing Kevin Pritchard postseason say, um, you know, he wants to remain Victor's friend through through this so you know you read between the lines there i've been messaging you guys daily saying that the silence is deafening with oladipo you know yeah. there hasn't been much news which you know we, we all know what what track it's gone down but for me i kind of had a different outlook when i saw bleacher report it tweet uh tweet the news i actually think it's good for the paces because it puts pressure now on the paces franchise to trade in this offseason um i didn't want Oladipo to be a pacer next season knowing he wants to leave. Now, if the whole public and fan base know he doesn't want to be a pacer, you cannot have him suit up in a jersey. So it puts pressure on them this offseason to trade him. Yeah, it definitely puts the pressure on because if he wants out, then you have to maximize that value. And one point that you raised this week, Justin, was around uh, Oladipo's comments around the challenge that he had this season. And there was a glaring sort of omission in what he was saying, wasn't there? Yeah, he didn't mention one thing about... There wasn't one Indiana word or Pacers word in the whole article. It was all about, um, you know, this is me. I'm coming off a uh, horrific injury. I've, I've, it's a big year being a free, you know, going into free agency. He knows what how big of a deal it's going to be getting a new contract. So... I just read it and I thought, you know, I've thought it for a long time anyway, but just reinstated the fact he is gone. He's been mentally checked out. We saw it in the bubble, Alex. We, we mentioned it um, after the eight, eight games or so and then the playoff series against Miami. My question is, so if he has legitimately requested a trade, which not sure if he has actually had that conversation with Kevin Pritchard, where do you guys think he said he, he, he wants to go? I think there's there's always been rumblings about the Miami Heat and um, I think Brooklyn will be a factor as well. I think, you know, it's clear that, that he will frame this as wanting to win. It won't be a, I want my own team because he's got his own team. It won't be a Butler situation in Philly where he wants to go to his own team. It'll be a, I want to 
you know, play somewhere that I like to live, I want to live and I want a chance at the championship. Uh, I, I don't think this is a, I want to go and, you know, save the Knicks type situation. This is a, I want to join an established franchise with an established roster that's close to a championship and I want to push them over the top. Um, well, am, but, am I harsh in saying he's the third best player on a, on a championship team? Uh, I, I think if he's your third best player, you've got a chance at a championship. Um, I, I think that's that's pretty fair, don't you, Alex? Oh, 100%. I think the, the Victor Oladipo that we saw in 2018, you could maybe make an argument for being the second best player on a championship team. But as we've mentioned, we've only seen him do it for one season. So the VO yeah. that you're getting now, yeah, I think that's a third option for, as you mentioned, the Nets, who are looking for a third option. I'm just saying so. Yeah, I think if you're looking for a championship roster and there are plenty of teams who think they can contend, we've seen that. The Heat have proved this, that you don't need you know, a, a bunch of superstars, MVPs to win. You can win with just a couple of guys that are, that are all-star level. So I think there's going to be a lot of teams who are looking at Oladipo going, this could be our second or third guy and the final piece of the puzzle, which is good news for the Pacers. Yeah, we, we had a uh, dark and depressing Oladipo podcast about six weeks ago or eight weeks ago when he, there was talk of him not playing in the bubble. Um, and I remember we discussed at that time exactly what Swaggy P commented on Instagram uh, today regarding the treatment of Oladipo and the trust between franchise and player. We talked about it on this show a couple of months ago. It was clear that there was a loss of trust when he got injured, that he was carrying an injury and that either a doctor has told him or he firmly believes that the, the injury he was carrying made him more susceptible to the torn quad. So I, I think, you know, it, it seems like uh, ta- I, I, I don't necessarily take Swaggy P as Woj, but um, you, you said it, Justin, players know what goes on around the league. Players talk and some players like to flap their gums. They like to say what they've heard. And it's clear that nothing was the same after the injury and Oladipo's mindset, Oladipo's approach, his love for the team just left almost immediately as soon as he was injured, which is really sad because, you know, that San Antonio shot, this is my city. Like it was, it was fantastic to be a Pacers fan when Victor Oladipo was flying and our best player. Um, but since the injury, uh, it's just kind of been a, it's not you, it's me type high school breakup. Like he's just, he's done and that's it. Um, Alex, do you think the franchise will trade Oladipo to a championship contender or if, or, um, do you think they will try and uh, maximize value or do you think he will, his hand, their hand will be forced, I guess is my question to trade him to a championship contender because he's not going to sign anywhere else. Or uh, do you think there could be a Toronto type situation where we trade yeah. him away for a one year rental? Well, before the PG trade, I'm probably would have said that you're going to get the best deal from, from the, from the team that, that wants him, right? Or the team that he requests because they know that they're going to be able to get his bird rights and re-sign. But PG wanted to go to the Lakers. We traded him to Thunder. They got him on a one-year deal. He ended up re-signing. Obviously, they traded him, but that's hindsight. So One I think of the biggest the- trade halls in the history of the NBA as well. They made out <laughs> like bandits. very good right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, I think for the for the Pacers, you, you just trade him for who gives you the best player. Obviously, as you mentioned earlier, I think it will be Miami at the end of the day, which is probably his preferred destination if he does request a trade. But 
the Pacers don't have to trade him there. They're not going to want to give up Tyler Hero, are they? They're not going to want to give up Duncan Robinson. Why would they? So, they're not going to yeah. give up any of their best players uh, anymore uh, in an Oladipo trade. They're in the finals tomorrow. Exactly, yeah. Like, and, the, and another East happen. team, the Celtics, they were a couple games away from the finals. I don't think they give up any valuable pieces. I know we'll talk about a, a Celtics player a bit later, but oh, uh, no, I think it's going, be, it's going to be an out west team. I think it's going to be an out west team that gets him. Yeah, look, I I want to take you guys through some bad Victor Oladipo trades because I, I don't know whether your timeline's blown up with bad trades like mine has, but <laughs> I, I've read fifty bad trades today and and not really one good one. Um, it's it, it's funny seeing other fans trade all like Pacers fans aren't doing a lot of fake Oladipo trades. It's every other team's like, how can we get Oladipo for our fifth best player and a second rounder? Like it, it's it's insane to me and incredibly frustrating. I almost want to mute the the word Oladipo on Twitter for the next couple of weeks until the deal's done. But um, Lakers fans, congratulations for making the finals. Um, but you are not getting Victor Oladipo for Kyle Kuzma, Quinn Cook, and Danny Green. Can I just say that, Justin? Am I talking sense? Yeah, yeah. I- I think with a lot of fans on Twitter, when they post trades, they, I guess, they just see it from their side. Like, oh, that'd be awesome if the Lakers or Celtics could do that. But you see the replies, it's like, why would the other team do that? Like, why? <laughs> like, you got to look. There's very few trades I see in Twitter. And I go, oh, yeah, that's fair. That, that actually makes yep. sense for both teams. It's, yep. it's usually at a first glance within two seconds. I laugh at it for one side. Like, I've seen us getting Eric Bledsoe. I've seen us getting... Oh, the, you, the Bucks like, trades are... Yep, yep. The Bucks. I mean, I can't see it. Like you mentioned, Alex, I think he will go out west. Um, it's tough. I, for me, I just do not... My one player is Gordon Hayward. We mentioned it no. last No, it we can't me- happen. We... We mentioned he'd be the highest paid player in franchise history. If, if anyone saw that Miami series in the games he played, he looked dreadful. Like, absolutely. He's an Indiana man, Justin. Come on now. He's an Indiana guy. You've got to get him. <laughs> Which I hate. I've been the biggest hater of that. I know we don't live in Indiana, so there's yeah. no kind of connection there for the three of us. And I know everyone wants that homegrown hero type thing. but We had um, that. We're about to trade him. We're talking about him right now. Exactly, exactly right. It doesn't. It doesn't always pan out, and um, yeah, I just uh, Gordon Hayward would be my last last trade target. He looks, he looks injured. He looks old. He's got a terrible contract. I just, I don't even know if he'd start over Jeremy Lamb. I mean that. I just think he's he's downright awful. Well, the fact of the matter is, with the contract that he's got, you'd have to trade away someone else to get him. You'd have to trade <laughs> away Doug, or you'd have to trade away Jeremy Lamb. And the fact that you'd have to give up. An Oladipo and one of those other role players that have been, you know, pretty decent for us this year. I mean, Lamb obviously got injured, but was pretty decent for us before he got injured. Is, I mean, it, it would be a debacle. It, like Utah, Utah, Gordon Haywood, yes, but yeah, yeah, geez, not not the last couple of seasons I've seen of Gordon Haywood. Um, I don't think it'll happen though. Anyway, like. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm not too phased. I think yeah, KP's too smart to get Gordon Hayward. I'm I'm seeing I'm seeing a trend of playoff teams wanting Oladipo for next to nothing. And here's I'll give you I'll give you four examples of that. Um, I've seen Mavericks fans. Who do you have to trade outside of Luca and Porzingis? You don't own half of your picks moving forward because of the trades you made for those two guys. Um, 
you have Tim Hardaway Jr. No thanks. Uh, you have uh, Delon Wright. No thanks. And you have uh, low first round picks moving forward because you have Luka Doncic. Um, I've seen Nets fans try to include a trade without Karis LeVert. And I'm telling you, we're not going to trade for Spencer Dinwiddie and Torian Prince. That That's not happening. <laughs> um, I've seen Miami try to center a trade around Kendrick Nunn. Uh, no. Uh, I I'm mean, he had, none a, of that. he had a great, <laughs> very good. Uh, he had a great start to the season. You didn't catch that, Justin. You, uh, I, uh, you have to play that back tomorrow on Spotify. Um, I, I, I can't, I can't see how that, could benefit the paces. I don't see any interest in Kendrick Nunn. And I've also seen Fred Van Vliet's name thrown around, which I think would also be just a, you know, just not, not a move that I would encourage, uh, particularly if you have to attach something to it and you have to give him a long-term deal. I mean, fine player, but I don't think he suits what we're, what we're really trying to do on the flip side. I've seen a couple of, you know, trades for, for teams that are in the lottery that, that could make a little bit of sense. I mean, Kelly Oubre Jr. is a guy that um, that has an expiring contract coming up and he's a Ford. He's a guy that can match it with the bigger Fords in the Eastern Conference. Like, would can I interest you, Justin, in a Kelly Oubre Jr.? Well, I'm sure he's got some sort of connection with TJ Warren, maybe. Yeah. Did that be yeah. on the same team? Yeah. Yeah, um, for you. So TJ Warren could kind of sell that, um, you know, how good of a franchise the Pacers are to come to and, how much he's succeeded being a pacer over a Phoenix Sun. So, yeah, I'm high on Kelly Oubre. I think he'd be a great fit. But, um, yeah, to, to be honest, I don't know. Maybe we'll throw to you, Alex. I'm not too worried. Like, the, the Oladipo stuff, I've been mentally prepared since he came back from yeah. injury. Like, mentally prepared, all right, he's gone. Whether we have to see him in a pacer jersey next year or not remains to be seen but at the end of next season he will no longer be a pacer i've 100% agreed to that but for myself and i'm sure you alex um i'm a bit more disheartened to see the news about miles turner today I'm, i don't know if that's an actual rumor um i saw jay michael kind of quoted it saying he agrees with the news and from all the conversations he had the two most likely players to be shopped are oladipo and turner um for me that kind of hit harder and you know we probably know Oladipo is a better player than Turner, but um, there's just something about me when we've drafted the guy, we've you know invested in him so much. To see Turner go would be that that one would hurt more for me than Oladipo. We need new, we would need a new intro, firstly, which would yeah, be true. tough in and of itself. Well, um, you know what I will say? I will add that I think Paul George has numbed this pain very, very much. Like yeah. if this was pre. 2017, because I, I remember vividly, I was in massive denial about Paul George all off season when that when that was going down. I thought we were going to keep him and everything, and that hurt me a lot. Um, but now with Vic, as you mentioned, I think we've all prepared for this, especially the last few months. And if he goes, like, it is what it is. I'm sure a lot of Pacers fans will it'll hurt them a lot, especially because he is an Indiana guy, and I think that's what's going to hurt them the most. But for us here, I think, yeah, I think I don't know. I can't speak for you, Adam, but it's not going to be too much of a disappointment at the end of the day. But as you said, Miles Turner, obviously it's going to kill me not to see him in a Pacers jersey if he does request one. But man, I, I said that I've tweeted this out after we got swept. Like for me, I've just given up any faith that the Pacers utilize him in this system, even with a new coach. So are you, do you think he will request a trade though? Cause I, I don't think he will. 
I don't think he's the type of guy that would request the trade just as a, as a person, but I think that he should. I think that he needs, for his career, coming into his prime, I think he needs a new home. I'm on the other like, side what, of three, that. Three or four years. I'm, I'm on the other side of that. I think you have the opportunity to get a coach that can utilize his talents along with Domas's talents. And that's, you know, we talked about it in the, the interview questions that we would ask a coach. That's one of the first things that you would ask a prospective coach. How would you play these two guys together effectively? And I think you, you deserve, these two guys have, have said nothing other than they want to play together and they want the opportunity to succeed together. And I think you've made the decision to fire your coach. You've made the decision to get a new voice in the locker room. And you need to then understand, I mean, we're not winning a championship next year, guys. We're trading away Victor Oladipo where we're not going to be a championship level roster. It's highly unlikely that we get a return for Oladipo that gives us a championship level roster. Jeremy Lamb will still be recovering from his injury, for example. So we'll be losing, you know, key cogs of, of the best six players on the team. So, for me, you, you have to give these two a go because you have to understand if it can work or not. I don't think you've had enough examples uh, to be able to pass judgment on whether this can work. And I think you need to not necessarily um, wait until the end of the season, but until the trade deadline, you need to give it a good couple of months with a new coach and a new system yeah. to understand if there's any way of this working. I agree with you from a team like franchise point of view. If you're KP, I agree that you keep yeah. them together. But I'm purely looking this from Miles's point of view, and the way that, I mean, you, at the end of the day, are you sacrificing for a first round exit again, or do you want to go to another team and then maybe sacrifice less and have a better chance of winning? So you, we you have to revalue. Like, are we seeing a pattern here? We've talked about Oladipo losing trust in the franchise on account of his injury. We're now talking about Turner potentially losing trust because of the way that he's been utilized in the offense. I mean, the Pacers preach together. That's one of their, you know, their key, their key words, their, their buzzwords. But you, you can only be together if you have trust and if you utilize everyone's talents and you, you know, you try and bring everyone on the journey. You, you, have to you can't ask someone like miles turner with the talent of miles turner to sacrifice so much justin can you unless you're you know you're on the cusp of a championship you have to let him cook a bit um yes and no i'm on the fence about it because i just think it's about what type of person it is alex you mentioned miles isn't probably the type of guy who would request a trade where you know we've had some players in the past like paul george where you know, probably thinks he's better than he is in a sense and he'll, he'll go out and request a trade. Now Oladipo's doing the same thing. Why Why couldn't Oladipo be like Damian Lillard? You know, Lillard's not in a championship window. He's probably in the best five, ten players in the league. And he's said publicly he wants to be a blazer for life. So, you know, the Pacers franchise aren't perfect. I know they've made mistakes with, with Turner in the offseason, with how they wanted him to come in and you know, be a post player or a three-point shooter and things like that. But I'll always back the Pacers franchise because I just think it's what, what type of person you bring in and Paul George and Oladipo. Now, I question, <laughs> it makes you think a bit different about Paul George because Paul George had a right to leave. The way he did it was terrible. It was absolutely yeah. awful. But, but that was Larry yeah. Bird's fault. 99% that's Larry Bird. Sure. Yeah. For sure. You know, we had Lavoy Allen, Solomon Hill. That team was dreadful. Yeah, Oladipo 
our starting lineups are awesome. We're the we're the ninth best record in the league, fourth best record in the East, and now you're requesting a trade. I'm sorry, that's not Pacers franchise. That's Oladipo, um, just caring about what market he's in. Yeah, it, it does seem like it's you know it's self-centered. And to be fair, he's earned that right as an unrestricted free agent at the end of this season. I mean, that's that's why players become unrestricted free agents. That's why well, they choose answer, to answer not this, sign Adam. extensions. Answer me this, what, no, nothing to the paces in Victor Oladipo's mind, why would he request a trade this season and not just play out with Indiana, try and be really good so you get that big deal and then the team you're going to isn't giving up pieces to get you? I'm going to drop a truth bomb here and, and this might be a little controversial. Um, you only request a trade this offseason if you don't know whether you can get back to where you were and you want to sign a contract extension with the team that you want to play with next season, in my view. If has, you think, so that means, has he changed his persona of, I'm going to bet on myself? Does he maybe think, oh, shit, is it better for me to cash in on this contract now? Is that what you're saying? He wants to get to a team that has an opportunity to win a championship. Uh, he wants to play his role on that team and play well and be the third star on a Brooklyn for example, and then earn himself four years, 100 million, five years, 125 million, whatever it may be with his bird rights, not a max, but significant money over significant years because he hasn't had to be the guy because clearly he doesn't want to be the guy. Otherwise, he would stay in Indiana where he is the guy and he has the opportunity to take back that mantle. So, you know... He clearly doesn't want that doesn't want that role, and that's his right. It's it's funny, Alex. Like so many people, or so many NBA players, want to be the guy. They want to be oh, I'm the NBA franchise. This this locker room's mine. All this, but in reality, they really don't want it because no. <laughs> all George didn't want it. He wants to be second fiddle to Westbrook and Kawhi. Victor, we gave him the whole. We gave him the keys to the city. You know, he's out of the Indy um, Indy Five Hundred with his jersey on everything like that. But now he's another player that doesn't want that limelight. I think it's a a very big ego check for a lot of these guys. When you go to a team and you've gone from what Victor Oladipo was in Oklahoma, which let's be honest, he was a a glorified role player there. Um, And then you go to Indiana, all of a sudden you're the man. Same with PG. He he went from, you know, a, a guy who wasn't really talked about in college comes to Indiana. No one really knows him. Then he's a star all of a sudden overnight. Right. So all of a sudden, these guys think, "Wow, like I'm the I'm the absolute man. I'm the boss. Um, I've got the the ability to be one of the best players in the league." And then once you realize that it's not that easy by yourself, you go, "Oh shit! Well, <laughs> I might need to go around the league and, and join other stars, isn't it?" Because we're looking at LeBron. He's got AD. Um, you know, KD's got Kyrie. These stars understand that they can't do it by themselves. It, no matter how good you are, Kevin Durant couldn't do it in Oklahoma with Russ. Westbrook so he joins the the Warriors right to win championships these guys know they can't do it by themselves so I think for for Vic he's going well if Indiana's not going to give me the max what am I doing here let's go to a championship contender while I'm in my last big contract I think that that's probably what he's thinking yeah I I agree I just think where the I'll throw to you Adam where where are the days of instead of going to a team oh I'm just going to team up with them why doesn't someone who plays for the Indiana Pacers 
try and reach out to players to get them to play for us. Mm. Like, mm. where are the days of that gone? Why can't Oladipo say to a Bradley Beal or someone, hey, man, let's, let's team up in Indiana? It's, they know it's all these organi- guys as well. It's organisational. It's organisational. I mean, you know, it's clear, like, Indiana doesn't have a reputation as wanting to spend every single cent possible to get a championship. It also doesn't have a reputation as a team that wants to pay the max salary to any of its players. We've, we've haven't had a max salary player since Paul George was earning 19 million off his rookie deal prior to that. I think Danny, uh, Danny Granger was earning about 17 the last year of his deal. We we've barely played a player, paid a player over $20 million a year since Jermaine O'Neal. So, I mean, if you're an NBA player, a top-line NBA player, you may not think you're going to be paid top-line dollars in Indiana. And you also may not think that when push comes to shove and you get beaten in an Eastern Conference semifinals or an Eastern Conference finals, the team isn't going to go out there and pay top dollar for a player or bring in uh, an upgraded player and pay the luxury tax and go all in because, uh, and, and even if you do get there, you might run into LeBron and yeah. <laughs> then, then you're screwed because, you know, if you don't play for LeBron, you're probably not going to play, play with LeBron. You're probably not going to play in the finals. So I think there's a number of reasons to it, but I think it takes a very special personality and a very special player. And you mentioned Damian Lillard as, as one of those guys. I'd say Luka Doncic is another one to have the mindset of this is my team. This is my city. This is my franchise. I'm going to let them build around me. I'm going to, in, I'm going to trust in them. And, you know, a lot of that is, is coach player relationship as well. Um, I mean, Terry Stotts has been in Portland for many years. Clearly Damian Lillard is very comfortable with that relationship. I think, you know, the introduction of a Chauncey Billups could be the catalyst to be able to get a player that has that mindset to be able to form a bond between coach and player. Um, you look at Pop and Duncan, you look at Phil, Phil Jackson and his, his great players. Some of the, you look at even Rick Carlisle and Dirk Nowitzki, you, you look at the great players having great relationships with a great coach. And that's, that's another thing that Indiana hasn't had. I mean, Frank wasn't a great coach when he was here. He was a very good coach, but he wasn't one of the greats. Um, even Larry didn't stay long. Isaiah didn't stay long. Jim O'Brien stayed too long. Um, shouldn't have even been there in the first place. And Nate, you know, hasn't stayed long, but didn't achieve a lot while he was here. So I think there's, you know, there's a number of reasons if you're a player, dollars, coaching, salary cap, there's a number of reasons to say no to Indiana at this point. Yeah. I think Pacer fans have just gotten to, like you tweeted out, Alex, about being in depression, being a Pacer fan. I think we want someone who's passionate about being a Pacer, who's going to commit, yep. Yep. brace. We want to give someone the keys to the team and say, this is your team. Yours. Take it, take it and run. Even if that's getting kicked out in the second round, embrace it, come back. You know, we mentioned Oladipo when he lost to game seven, tweeting his, uh, messaging his trainer saying, you know, get me in the weight room tomorrow. That, geez, that's not Oladipo now. But we just want that player, a Reggie Miller. Like, even if he doesn't have the skills of Reggie, just to embrace the city and say, nah, Pacers are my team. I'm going to go through hell and water for you. I'm sticking around. But, you know, Alex, again, we, we mentioned it, which is just ludicrous about the, you know, there's talk about Pacers should tank. Now, 
with not going to happen. It's never going to happen. Gonna, like, if you believe we're going to tank and trade Sabonis and Turner and all we haven't got the roster to tank. We'd have to trade like no. five players to be able to even start tanking. Exactly. Yeah, we'd be the only fourth seed ever who really hasn't lost anyone to just be. Oh no, we're going to tank now. And as we know, Pacers franchise never do it. Also. Yet, you know, Philadelphia 76 is the perfect model of a team tanking. The furthest they got and will Gosh. get, I'm telling you, is the second round. Did and they and what, team, what team just won the Eastern Conference and did not tank? Lost exactly. three all-world, all-star players over the last 10 years, over the last six years, and chose to not tank and instead did wallow in mediocrity for a little while but reloaded, made really good draft picks in that low lottery, late lottery to, to late first round range. And they just needed one guy to come and sign there. One guy with the right mindset to come and sign there and push them over the edge. It's incredible. I mean, you as much as we've hated on Miami due to the Jimmy and, and TJ Warren um, incident, you have to respect and and want your franchise to do what Miami just did. If, if we're not going to tank then that's the model. That's what we need to do. I'm very, very jealous watching them. Yeah. And yeah. Jealous is the perfect word. Cause like you said, all their picks, Duncan Robinson, hero, none of them are top 10 picks. Bam. Like they, that is the pace and model of competing, contending, everyone doing it as a team. You know, they got five or six players who can drop 20 points a night. That is the pace and model. And as a fan, it's extremely jealous watching them. So I guess the, Two questions before we get going today. Firstly, is there a player on the roster, Oladipo aside, that has the mindset to be able to take this franchise by the horns and say, this is my franchise? Alex, in a word. Not, not right now, no. Justin. Yeah, no. Second question. Is there a player that we can obtain by, via a trade that has that quality? Jeez, Alex. that's tough. Because there's a lot. I think there's a lot of unproven guys, though. That's the thing. Yeah, like I, I, a name that's being thrown around that I love, Buddy Hield. Yeah, if he wants out of Sacramento, you give him the keys. I think he could be the next Bradley Beal, truly. So, you know, right now, maybe not established guys that we could get, but I think you have to look if you're KP, unproven, untapped all stars like he did back in 2017. Look, for me, we 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 went a certain way when Paul George left. We obviously decided to to trade for two established players. Um, I think even though there is a weak draft, I think this is the opportunity that you have. You have a free pass with your fans. Your star wants out. So if you can get the sixth pick from Atlanta, if you can get the eighth pick from New York, if you can get the 10th pick from Phoenix, do it. I mean, what you know? if we trade for a lottery pick and a salary, a contributor... Are you guys really going to begrudge that or be angry about that move? Justin, how do you feel about that? No, I completely agree. You probably saw me nodding my head in agreement to everything you said. I think this is the year I want a, I want a draft pick. I actually yeah, want a, a young guy. Top, a young guy to be like, hey, get excited about build a future. I haven't felt like that since Paul George because yeah. I felt like he would be a star when we drafted yeah. him. Um, I, I really want that to get a young guy in. And you mentioned Atlanta, Adam. I'm, I'm bringing them up as a sneaky destination for Oladipo. Yep. Six-pick and Cam Reddish. Let's make yeah. it happen. 
<laughs> Make I, it happen. I wish. I think Atlanta, they've been public about wanting to contend with Trey Young. Trey Young's getting a bit anxious and a bit like, hey, like this team's got to start building. I think Atlanta are going to be very aggressive in the offseason. Yep. Yep. And I can see them as a sneaky, sneaky pacer um, trade pick. But yeah, I'm all up. I want draft night to be exciting as a pacer fan. I want to have a good pick um, and not tank or build for the future, but let's bring in a young guy who can um, be exciting for the fans. Let's face it. You know, without Oladipo, we've got Turner, Sabonis, Warren, Lamb, Brogdon, Aaron Holiday, Justin Holiday, hopefully he comes back. This is the time to bring in a young player. We saw what a young player did to the Miami franchise this year. It energized everyone around to have Tyler Hero in there, you know, grapefruit swinging in every day in practice, like the the most confident young kid you could ever hope for. We want to draft someone like that. I want to draft a guy who says, I am the best player in the league. I want to dra- draft an irrational confidence guy. I want the next and an evolutionary Lance Stevenson to come into yeah. this team. We need someone to believe in. Give us someone to believe in. Because at the moment, we don't have anyone. That your passion there, Adam, is just Pacer fans. Why does every Pacer fan love Lance Stevenson? Because he brings the passion. He served it up to LeBron. He thought yeah. he was the best player on the court. We all knew he wasn't, but he like my dad going into a game. His his favorite player was Lance Stevenson because he was beating at his chest and yeah. swearing at himself the whole game. And Pacer fans want that. We want someone just to take over and say, this is my team. And look, so, I mean, this, this will sound controversial, but I would even take a Zach Levine right now because 100%. Zach Levine has the biggest balls of almost anyone in the NBA. Zach Levine will dunk on your head. He will pull up from half court because he's mad. That's the sort of guy that, you know, he might have some character flaws. He might have some, some issues with coaches, but I want someone who cares, who shows yeah. passion, who shows commitment to the franchise, who says, points to the jersey and says, this is my city. And I want it to last more than 18 months because <laughs> at this, this point, it lasted 18 months. And Alex, that's not long enough. No, that's it. I think that's a, that's a great note to finish on, isn't it? We want someone at the end of the day who wants to be in Indiana, which doesn't happen very often, let's be honest. So we want a guy who's going to put on Indiana and represent the blue and gold with absolute pride and who wants to be here. Um, honestly, even if it's, uh, well, PG was here for like seven, seven years yep. or something like that. We'll take another PG. Why not? <laughs> well, you get a rookie and you get four years of a rookie deal plus a rookie extension. And, and exactly. you know, you're talking about Atlanta, you're talking about six pick, you know, the paces for, for all their, their draft picks in the 20s that haven't worked out, when we've drafted in the lottery, it's almost always worked out. So we've clearly got good scouts. We clearly know what we're doing from that perspective. So if we can get a guy who can be a very good or solid starter at the very least in our franchise for eight years, you're going to be paying him unders for that eight years. I just don't know what you don't, why you don't take that chance. Because yeah. if you're going to take that chance any summer, or winter off season. It's this one. It's got to be this one. Um, yeah. Justin, closing notes from you. Anything else? Closing notes. Um, you know, we mentioned it all year. Oladipo's gone. I know it sucks to be a Pacer fan, but hang tight. Like, I, it shouldn't be doom and gloom being a Pacer fan. Just remember this team was on pace to be a 50-win team. 
with Oladipo basically not playing or being himself. So um, no matter what happens, obviously sad to see him go, but um, I think we've got the capabilities of still um, winning a playoff series next year. Alex, one word, Miles Turner on the team in 12 months, yes or no? No. That's an interesting note to finish on. We've been the Paceroos. We'll catch you next time.